Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Story Mode Podcast. Today, the regular crew are joined by me, Felix, to discuss Nintendo's Indie Showcase, the recent Starfield and Redfall delays, Gotham Knights, and PS Plus games. You can find more of us and me at storymodegaming.com and on social media at storymodeaus. That's enough from me though. Enjoy the show! Now, I started, I started back into Elden Ring a little bit. Nice. Mm. Just, you know, my weekly Elden Ring update. So I beat the Fire Giant, who I absolutely hated. Yeah, no. Um, and I thought was going to be one of the worst parts of the game. He was my favorite. Hey, Jesse Skull, that drink, fuck off, John. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a vodka and a beer, I would, but I won't. Um, so I beat that, and then you go to... Look, I'm, I'm going to avoid spoilers here. But you go to a different, a different area. Something happened, you go to a different area. And uh, no, this is the worst part of the game. A game that is so... It's so good because of the freedom it gives you. Like, that's what makes it different to other things. You felt f- truly free in this game. If you hit a roadblock, you go do something else. At the end of the game, it funnels you into a spot where you can't even fast travel away from to do other shit. It's blowing my mind they chose to put this area in the game. And look, anyone who's played played the game, I mean... Felix, you have. You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. As far as I'm aware, you can fast travel out of it. I thought you could. Pretty I've been trying to. Can. I thought you could. I've been trying to, and since you can't fast travel. You might need to find some grace. You found some grace? Fast travel from, from some grace. Mm. Like, you got to find yes. grace first. If you rest from grace, you can do it. I just yeah. looked it up, actually. Huh. But you can't just do it from the map as you would from anywhere else. I think it's because it, 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 like, forcibly transfers you there. And then it's like any other trap in the game. You have to find grace before you... Dumb game for babies. (laughs) Just saying. It's terrible. Just like anything else George George Railroad Martin related, it has not stuck the landing at the end. Um, But look, we'll see. I I think I I am quite close to the ending and ending if it ever ends. Um, So I may have some further thoughts on it next week. But yeah, this... This uh, has been an ugly chapter in the the uh, my story of Elden Ring. Jesse, just... push through, man. You oh, know, great. Yeah. A beast man. Wow. <laughs> you know, Fuck off, Jesse, beast man. I, I found that area really challenging on my first character, which had a similar playstyle to yours. Big, big old two hands smacking things in the face, you know. I had a really difficult time getting through all of it. Um, I had a much easier time on my second playthrough. Um, maybe... If you push through that, play the game again or something, if you eventually get around to it. I don't know if you're that type of person, but this, it's a This will not be an area experience. I visit again. Now, this, is, this isn't quite the library when we played Halo, but it's, mm. it's close to the tedium of that, <sighs> yeah. I'm feeling. Okay. Um, and you know what annoys me, the, annoys me the most? A game that's so striking in its visuals, like... You know, like the earth tree and stuff is absolutely stunning, especially when it's nighttime and you have a little bit of pinpoints of light coming down. There are parts where it looks like a, you know, a painting from like a fairy tale book. It looks incredible. The end area is super generic. It's just like it's floating. And then you have the ugliest thing in that game. And I mean, ugly, like there, there are very wet, bony, blood covered, slime filled enemies in this game. Okay. And they're gorgeous. But the tornadoes in this final area, they look like, you know those um, ads for KFC crushes? And they're pouring some sort of like brown slime. They're like, hey, drink it. 
it's 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 just our liquefied chicken. I think <laughs> it looks like a KFC crusher is being poured in an ad. It looks awful. Just, it, Bubbles away, it's wobbling, it's solid, but yeah, that's definitely the first time yeah. I've heard that comparison. But it's not <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I, I'm gonna try and get the side by side video on our Twitter. It's interesting right. because that area I found probably the, one of the most engaging. I thought that was um, just like it was insane. I thought the visuals in that area they were more jaw dropping to me, really. Yeah, like it was crazy how we had different experiences with that. But like the fire giant, I thought was just a fantastic boss. I thought he was amazing. And then, yeah, it's interesting to hear our differing opinions on that. Maybe, that- maybe I'm complaining because he kicked my ass many, many times. <laughs> Sorry, crushed my ass, which is, sounds a little bit different. But he, he wrecked me. Like, yeah, he did me as well. I was very sad. I think of, of the bosses I remember in games, I think he's sort of, uh, when it comes to the attempts it took, took to beat him, was probably third after Ares and God of War playing on hard mode when I was younger and the Valkyrie Queen in in God of War as well. Uh, this thing just... My wow, whole character outfitting and stuff like that, the build that I went with was just not made for that mm. and it really annoyed me. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't ring aside. Just sorry, hold on quickly. I have to tell you, I'm just really happy. It's a quick one. I started a new character, like I said I would the other day to you, Jesse. Um, an astrologer, of course. I'm going to try sorcery because I've not touched a single spell in my entire 130 hours of Elden Ring. Um, oh, and I got out of the um, starting area. It took me like 15, 16 tries, but I fucking killed the tree sentinel at level six. It was satisfying Ooh. as hell. Yes, All right, that's, pretty bad nice. that's pretty cool. I loved it. it. It was so good. It felt amazing. <laughs> uh, for for any audio listeners, you're listening. You're missing out on the first genuine smile I've seen from Keelan in about ten years. Um, <laughs> but if you want to see that smile, we're at twitch.tv forward slash Story Mode AUS. And if you were watching us, you'd always be wondering. Or well, I guess you would have also heard it. Who is this? Who is this man? I see this long haired Lothario. Okay, um, and Jesse, who have you been asking, talking to about Elden Ring? Uh, There's probably got a lot of questions you have at this point. This is Felix, one of our newest members of the Story Mode family. Um, you may have read a few of his reviews or articles over at StoryModeGaming.com. If you haven't, you should. But Felix, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Spin us a yarn. Spill us, you know, Story Mode it up. I'll spin you a yarn, for sure. I sound like a threat. I mean, I'll spin I'll, your yarn. I'll spin your yarn. <laughs> um, yeah, well, uh, Felix is my name, and I enjoy video games. Obviously, that's why I'm here. I grew up in the PlayStation 2 era. I mean, we were just talking about that yeah. before. Um, playing with my brother a lot of Return of the King. I know that was a big one of mine. Um that was a huge love. Second, second smile from Keelan. <laughs> <laughs> That's good shit. Um, but I remember yanking that um, that cord out of the PlayStation multiple times, and my brother just like just rip it into me. Uh, just after playing that game, yeah, no, I grew up in the PlayStation Two era, and I've just been a PlayStation kid most of my life. Um, just loving that, loving God of War, loving Ratchet and Clank. Sly Cooper is one of my favorite game series of all time. It is a big passion of mine. Um, yeah, that's me. I like Spider-Man as well. He's behind me. He's watching over me whenever I work. 
as as he should. Good of him. When um, I'm glad he could dedicate some time to that. Mm. When you first mentioned that you know you're really interested, like we had like a sort of an interviewing process sort of thing for um, bringing new people on board. Um, and when you mentioned you know you're a bit of a Sony person, I'm like yeah, yeah, of course we're gonna get them on board. I mean I'm a massive Sony pony and I need more people in my t- team. Um, but I was so impressed when you mentioned that your love of Sly Cooper. I just was not expecting it. I love him, man. He's every skinny boy's fantasy. And I was that really, really <laughs> scrawny kid uh, back in high school. And I was like, yes, skinny kids can be can be awesome. Thieves. You know, <laughs> we can be I can awesome. become a criminal. <laughs> cool as hell. Uh, yeah, I could be a thief. I could be a criminal, literally. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's so suave and he always he always got the girl in the end. I think that was what drew me to him originally, but then like as those games progressed, the the game design in 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 slide 2 and 3 just I think that's where my love of gaming began really, just truly enraptured me. It was amazing. The characters too. Do you think we'll get a uh, uh, is that franchise dead, Jurkin? I refuse to believe that. I refuse. <laughs> I, I don't think I could Good live stuff. in a world where Sly Cooper does not come back in some way. He has to. I feel like we, it's ha- it's coming. It has to be. Yeah, okay. Surely. I, Surely. I, no, I, I can feel that. As a Jack and Daxter fan, I, I admire your um your optimism. I, mm. I appreciate the, the copium being passed around here, guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> delicious, and it helps. <laughs> it goes down smooth, tell you what. It's denial. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, how you been, buddy? Uh, yeah, not too bad. I've been playing a lot of uh, Monster Hunter Rise on PC over the past sort of week and a bit. Um, trying to catch up on my PC version um, in preparation for Sunbreak, which is set to come out at the end of June. Um, we did get a little presentation for it, saw a couple of uh, new things, but um, I don't know. I'm still still anxious to see a few of my favourite monsters return in Sunbreak. Still super anxious to see Legia Chris or Legia Cruz or however the fuck his name is pronounced. I don't fucking know. Um, still Ted Cruz. You hunt down Ted Cruz. That would be justifiable. And that, that would be phenomenal and immediately game of the year. So fuck it. <laughs> Let's go for that. <laughs> fuck that guy. That's fair yeah. enough. Dude, you'll be very happy. I've had an itch um, lately to start Monsanto World again and actually play it properly like still use the insect glaive because i'm badass but actually use the uh the insect part of the insect glaive not just the glaive part uh for for anyone who's hasn't heard me embarrass myself about that game uh multiple episodes it took me about 70 hours to realize that the main attribute of this weapon is the ability to shoot these little bugs out that boost all your stats makes it an actual functional weapon i just got really really good with like sort of the the physical attack of it and dodging attacks does that make me better i don't know maybe it does makes you inefficient is what it does inefficient. I, I got that i got where i need to go okay <laughs> now, guys, taking like the straight path you just sort of went the longest way humanly possible <laughs> I'm more impressed, you know, you could fly a helicopter to the top of Mount Everest or you can climb Mount Everest. I climbed it, okay? Because I'm brave and I'm cold. <laughs> Very cold. Now, you may be asking, why are there four people on the podcast? I don't know why you sound like that. It's because it's been a big goddamn week 
and a bit of gaming news. So we needed some help. Okay, we need some some help with the heavy lifting. Let's get straight into it. We had the Nintendo Indie Showcase for May 2022 happen last week. We got a, a bunch of uh, updates on games that we knew were coming out, and also a few games we, uh, we you know, were revealed, and a few also dropped same day, which I'm always a big fan of. This is sort of the first event we're in the non e we're in e3 season but without e3 this is the part of the time of the year where all of the publishers and developers come out and they show off their new games we're getting a bunch of new news in the next few weeks i'm pretty sure that remedy has a uh, showcase happening this week and if we can control related i'll weep <laughs> um but yeah this kicked us off i never really get much into the nintendo switch indie games and that's Bit of a failing on my behalf. I guess I just ignore the Switch a little bit. But I know the three of you like to dabble a little bit. So I just want to throw it to the group. What did you see that impressed you, Simon? There was a few. There was a few games that I really liked the look of. Um, particularly the one that opened up the showcase. Ooblets! It looks <laughs> awesome. I love the look of this game. What? What, what, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> fine. Great. Thanks. Thanks for the book. Ooblets. <laughs> Come on, man. They're ooblets. What don't you get? <laughs> you weren't good at book reports at school, were you? <laughs> it was, was fantastic. Thank it, you very much. <laughs> um, Apart from when it came to Shakespeare, it just went, no, fuck this dickhead. <laughs> Invented words. Shit, oh, it's shit. genius. When I do it, no, it's not allowed. Fuck off. Anyway. Yeah, like, like, what were you calling you shits for? Crisp? I'm like, that, that's not going to stick. Um, what exactly is, is it Ooblets? Because it looked adorable. You're some person on an island. Yeah. Walking around with little blob weird creatures that like shit out coconuts. Kind of, yeah. It, so it looks like <laughs> kind a... Of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, it looks like a really cool mix between like Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley with a bit of Pokemon thrown in there. Um, sort of Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley in terms of like, hey, it's a, there's a farming simulator aspect to this, which is I think sort of the main focus of the game where you grow um, these ooblets, these weird little creatures. Oh, you grow them. Yeah, yeah. So I think you grow like a them. Farmer, do you eat them? Uh, I, I don't know if you can or not, but you I can have so. you can have dance parties with them, which oh, I would argue is equally as cool. I mean, if they dance, <laughs> <laughs> they dance efficiently, then it's good good for me. Um, and then yeah, like there, there seems to be a bit of Animal Crossing in there with like the way you interact with the inhabitants of the various areas that you can travel to. There's like an arcade boardwalk where there seems like there's a whole bunch of mini games. There's like a proper town that you can go and explore. There's like a mountain you can go climb or a spooky swamp to check out. Like it just seems like this is a, a fun little indie gem to just sink your teeth into and just sort of get swept up in the little world of it. I'm a big fan. Felix, what about you? What caught your eye? Um, I just have Gunbrella. I <laughs> Gunbrella was on my list as well. That pun, absolutely is fantastic, beautiful. I just love absolutely brilliant. I love the gaming trend of naming the game after the thing that's cool about it. You know, just yeah, yeah. like what's what's gonna open this game? What's everyone gonna look at and be like, that's awesome? Just name it, Gunbrella. Because. I mean, I, Simon, I threw it under the bus before by saying, like, you know, what's the game about? You're just like, Ooblets. That doesn't work with Ooblets. But for Gunbrella, it kind of does. What's the game about? Gunbrella. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm in. <laughs> Fantastic SEO. That just makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. Gun, Umbrella, and 
it's a what do they say a noir punk action adventure yeah. game <laughs> which is just like fantastic all all of my buzzwords just checked off i thought that was amazing <laughs> um but it, it looks like insane movement um just crazy like uh, aesthetics and sound design is where i went back and listened to that trailer again with headphones so it's just like a pixel art sort of 2d side scroller platform yeah yeah and well not, not side scroller yeah it looks like some platform. cool movement you can do with the um titular gunbrella utilizing its umbrella uh half i suppose to like glide on zip lines and um you know get speed boosts and things like that and then obviously shooting using the uh the gun element of it and yeah it looks like it's got some story um options that you can tailor the way you play things like that um 2023 release it looks cool you that threw me the 2023 release i didn't expect them to show an indie game with that much sort of lead time like will we see this game again at sort of every single nintendo showcase mm. or probably sort of say quiet and then it'll, it'll, it'll drop it looks great the i like the particular brand of pixel art they've gone for and the animation is a lot smoother than you see from normal pixel art but the one annoying thing and this is my own stupid brain working against me when i saw it i'm like Oh, you know what this this like aesthetic reminds me of Jonah Hex. I haven't seen the film of Jonah Hex, but I know it's shit, and it's sort of muddying the waters of what I think of this game. <laughs> it's it's got like Wild Wild West vibes. You, you, but got, you got to like work on that, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, my brain, dude. I'm thirty. This is how my brain is, man. You don't need to think but of anything on. but the word gunbrella. That's all you need. Gunbrella, to think. gunbrella brings me back. It's true. That's it. Gunbrella is my constant. It's my spinning top of exactly. inception. Hell yeah. <laughs> Only I Kill. understand the gunbrella. <laughs> Kaelin, um, what did you think of... Uh, what, what, what caught your eye? Jesse, I think you know which one I'm going to pick. Uh, there's a game called We Are OFK. And... That's not the game I thought you were going to pick? Okay. I am kind of stunned by this. Um, it's weird because it's essentially an interactive, like, uh, animated series and interactive music EP at the same time. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not like an entire like game with full on mechanics and everything, but um but I read a like a short blurb which I think captures like the essence of it really well. We are OFK is an interactive narrative series of arguing over lyrics, sending sad texts and playing interactive music videos and it includes all of this band's sort of um their their debut singles. Um, it's a story about how the band has kind of come together and the the trials and tribulations of the founding member that they went through to try and sort of make it in the the cutthroat LA um, music industry. Um, it's got this stunning like visual identity. It just looks beautiful. Like it's really nice to look at alone. The visual, I'm interested. The visuals in- remind me of um, a game we spoke about with um, yes. uh, Joel and Karen from Dialog Options when we had our indie kind of showcase episode. I can't remember what it was called. But it was a game I was really keen on. Oh, I man. Completely blank and same. I, I, uh, I don't the, the name. The one where the music is illegal and you, you start an underground punk band or something? Is that yes. One? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. What it's is that so called? Good. That looks uh, so I'll, good. I'll try and find it. Joel, Joel's in the chat. If you can remind <laughs> us. Um, just quickly about We Are OFK. The other thing that really stood out to me as well, when I looked into it, I realized like, man, there is some top tier voice talent in this. We've got people who were in Ratchet and Clank, uh, people who were in Bug Snacks, in uh, Spider-Man, uh, the PS4 Spider-Man, um, people who were in like TV shows and movies as well, Toy Story 4, 
uh, dear white people, Steven Universe, like just top tier talent God working damn, this. Okay. So I'm kind of interested right. to see where this goes. What do you think about the episodic element? There's going to be weekly episodes coming weekly. out. They come out with you know additional story and well, as you said before, trials and tribulations. You know, it's a interesting way of telling a story. I think episodic works, especially for something like this, because it is like in a way emulating like a, a comic book slash TV show, like all of those things, kind of integrating it all into this interactive narrative visual novel style. And I think that works in this context. I don't think, it, I don't think it, it, it's going for that, but I think what it's trying to emulate um, more so, and sorry, Jolly Mac from downtown, the game we're talking about is called Unbeatable. Unbeatable. That was Hell yes, that was great. Um, and it is unbeatable. It's a very hard game. Um, they're also going, they're trying to emulate the world of fandom mm. because a lot of J-pop, K-pop bands, um, they are managed in a very different way to a lot of western bands where it's all about releasing content in a constant stream to keep keep your fandom up um get you training at all times and there are some bands over there that you know they don't actually have physical members they are digital groups and they will have stories and lore and release on a weekly basis i'm pretty sure this is one of those i don't think they have yes. actual physical members yeah so are they gonna actually release this as like proper music music? I think so. You can find like this. It's, it's like full-blown songs online. and stuff. Okay, this is sick. Yeah. Now, another question, just before we move on to the game that um Come Why is actually the one that I thought you were gonna mention. Um So Keelan, you wanna play a game about you know, having arguments with band members about like writing lyrics. Takes and, me back. You know, just again the trial and tribulations. Keelan, you were smart enough to leave the band we were in. Why do you want to pay money to play it? <laughs> because at the end of the day, it'll have a happy ending. I thought you were going to say at the end of the day, they're they're actually releasing content every week. (laughs) Take that. 10 years ago, hopes and dreams. Now, the game that caught my eye, um, (laughs) because it's fucking weird, but it had so much that I love in it. Another Crab's Treasure. This was also on my list. I thought this was the game that you're going to mention, Keelan. You play as a crab. It is... A, uh, a Souls-like, or as they called it, a Shells-like, where you go around, you fight other sea creatures. It's a it's a polluted sea, so I think there's some mutated creatures. You've also got some of those crazy deep-sea anglerfish types, massive le- leviathan bosses. Um, but the, the gimmick of this game is, aside from you just being a crab, is you go around collecting different shells. So while most Souls-like games are about your weapons mainly, this one seems to be about your armor. And I imagine some armor sets will come with different perks. But you go around, there's 50 different shells to collect. They can be cans, they can be you know, broken pieces of metal, whatever, rocks. Bleh. And you go around <laughs> fighting other creatures in like melee combat. It's very basic art style. Mm-hmm. But I've got a feeling the gameplay in this is going to run quite deep. The mechanics are rather solid for what it is and i think while it has a very developed uh, a mechanic system you normally see in games like you know you like your Elden ring you like your you, the Soulsborne games you know um having this with that particular art style on the switch it just makes it so much more accessible and i yeah. feel like just play yeah. it a little bit it feels like almost a little bit more arcadey plus it's a little crab a little crab i hope it's not too difficult him. but uh, uh yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine um, is a big fan of crabs. She she loves 
crabs in general and constantly makes jokes and references to you know returning to crab um and so it's i actually sat there on my youtube subscription page and refreshed the page for about two minutes straight until the standalone trailer was up and then i sent it to them i think like a dozen times i'm like watch this watch this watch this watch this watch this watch this she got back to me the next day and was like yeah, that was pretty cool. That's and I'm fantastic. Like, ah, <laughs> I was expecting more out of you. <laughs> there are a few other games um, that I think definitely caught my eye. Alekhead. Yeah, that's yep. really, really good. The other one on um, my list. <laughs> my list of four. Another, another platform. I mean, it's an indie game, so I guess there's a, a pretty high chance it's going to be a little pixel art platformer or 2D art platformer. Uh, you play as the titular Alekhead um, and you solve different puzzles using your electrified power. So we saw one where if you jumped onto a certain platform, the whole thing gets electrified and it activates a bridge, which means you couldn't get down to the next part. So you have to jump over to that bridge, jump up, turn the electricity off and then fall back down. This is all developed by one guy. Yeah, this looks mm. awesome. Uh, it was just like a, it was like a university project. He came up with the idea, he made it and then he's refined it. Uh, I, I love these sort of projects where you can tell so much heart been put into it. It looked it look, it look charming. It looked fun. I love the little character. Looks great, he's, yeah. he's adorable. It makes me think um, of like Mega Man 1 and 2, like the art style. And I mean yeah. that as a compliment. Like that sort of classic charm where it is... I don't, know, I, I don't know exactly what it is about it, but I'm just like, I like that. I like that a lot. We also had Tabs, Totally Awesome Battle Simulator. Mm, great which is one of the games where I've seen people stream it. I had a lot of fun with it. What is it as a game? Has anyone played it? Like, what do you do? Because they say, oh, I, you can fight your friends, but isn't it just like a dumb, wacky simulator where you're flopping about? Yeah. That, it's a lot of flopping. That's essentially what game. it is. I mean, I played it a little bit. You just have like, you can set rules for you and whoever you're playing against, or you can just play by yourself as well. And you can pit. It's like you're just playing war with like your action figures. Oh. That's all it is. You're just like... It reminded me... Of when I used to play Age of Empires, the uh, the version everyone got in the Nutrigrain, I would sometimes come home from, you know, hard day at school. School was tough back in those days. Not like the kids these days having it easy. So true. Um, <laughs> but I would go in there and be like, all right, 100 catapults, 200 horses. Who will win? I'll kick back. I'll put my feet up. Okay. That was that was a TikTok back in the day. Um, but, I, I, you know, you would simulate these battles and stuff. And it was quite fun to watch. And... I don't know what it was. It's probably some sort of like deep part of your reptile brain that you know starts firing off electrons when you see shit like that. That's it, man. That's well, kind of kind of into it. Although I've got to ask, what differentiates this from Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator or UEB? I've I've heard of one. I haven't heard. Of yeah, I've so probably heard of uh, marketing marketing. I would say I've because I knew of Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator because that took off a while ago. On What's easy to say? Oops or tabs? Oh, tabs, tabs, baby. Tabs, definitely. Get them but tabs. I know. If you tell you, if you're like, hey, hey, mom, dad, I'm gonna go do, some, I'm gonna go play some tabs. They'll think you're an acid, and your parents will think you're cool. Uh, if you go tell them, oh, I'm doing webs. See, that sounds more more like yeah. drugs to me. You're gonna get sent to boarding <laughs> school, <laughs> military school. More like um, boring school. Some of the games. Sorry. We saw there was um silt, which is some sort of like. Ocean horror. That is unfortunate. I feel like uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable and in a massive limbo and inside vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two of my favorite games. 
And unfortunately, I feel like those two games have already done this better. Yeah. Nothing really grabbed me in this. Um, but I will keep an eye on it because the, the the two guys I spoke about it seemed good blokes. Um, they do. I, that one complaint jumped out at me. Sorry. sorry, that jumped out at me because I just love. Um, it gave me Subnautica vibes because of that underwater claustrophobic, um, just atmosphere that you have. And then I don't know. I don't know what it was exactly. I just felt like so um, drawn to that art style and everything like that. So yeah, I'm excited for that. While I think this was quite a solid indie showcase, one thing really let me down, the ending. Why would you end with a montage? That was bizarre. The pacing of this was good up until that point. I, I kind of thought they were going to come back and say, oh, here's one more thing and then show like Silk Song Silk or something song, like yeah. that, which would have been great. I don't think um, we're ever going to see Silk Song in an indie showcase like this, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really make sense. It would be a bigger a bigger. That would be a much bigger deal. But yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. But I mean, come back with with something. Um, I don't know. The, yeah. the montage really lost all pacing, and it means you don't remember. I I can't remember anything from that montage, unfortunately. And it means I've left the showcase. And well, obviously, the last thing you see is going to be thinking about, probably going to be most memorable. I've got nothing now. It just kind of yeah. I've forgotten a lot of what I saw. I um I had a bit of feedback as well, not to be you know overly negative or anything, but there was something in the throughout the entire show which is incredibly off putting for me. Um, it was so great to see the developers of these independent games speak passionately about the games that they have put like thousands of hours into creating. It's freaking mm. awesome. But those Nintendo presenters who were in between the two just reeked of like it. Just, it did <laughs> not seem genuine. Off. It seemed real, no. corporate, yeah. and fake, and yeah. it made yeah. it cheapened what is some, something that is actually very genuine and real on the part of the developers in the game showcased. I hated it's it. Like a major developer, like, you know, like a, like an EA or Ubisoft or whatever at E3 showing off their online multiplayer game and having a bunch of streamers oh play against God, each other. Yeah. It, it had that it had energy. That Overly right. enthusiastic and mm-hmm. fake. It was scripted enthusiasm. Yeah. Disrespect. Um, it's, mm. yeah, it didn't feel. It didn't sit right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's so, that I think it was a bit of a shame. Great games, but right. I think just the the showcase structure itself was maybe a little bit lacking. Other than that, I was again as somebody who doesn't play many Switch um, indie titles. All right, no, I'm impressed. I, I, I will add a few to the list. Um, I mean, look, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it next up, but uh, the latter half of this year could be a little bit quiet. Actually, let's just straight move straight to that. The biggest news of the week. I don't want to call it a bomb drop because I think this was somewhat predictable. Yeah. But it does leave things in a very interesting position. Uh, Starfield and Redfall have been delayed. So, obviously, Bethesda's become part of the Microsoft family in the last few years. Two of their big titles to drop in this year. Um, not just for Bethesda, but Microsoft itself. They were kind of hoping these would land, um, have been delayed. I'm just going to read the Twitter post that was released by Bethesda on May 12th. For we made the decision to, to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2022. The team at Arcane Austin, which is Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios, which is Starfield, have incredible ambitions for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best and most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires us all every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. 
We can't wait to share our first deep dive in the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thanks for listening. Um, now we'll get the Bethesda showcase happening in about a month's time. We are definitely going to see Starfield. Like that has been confirmed. I imagine we'll see some red fall. Um, now, before we break back down, I do actually want to go straight to the, at, at another point. Jason Shry, um, renowned video game journalist who breaks a lot of news, quite a, you know, uh, he, he, yeah, he breaks a lot of stories, this guy. He tweeted, uh, quote, last spring before E3, I spoke to some folks on Starfield who were extremely worried about committing to the 11th of November 2022 date based on the progress they've made so far. Next cyberpunk quote was a term floated. Uh, good on Bethesda for delaying even after announcing that specific date. Next cyberpunk? Mm. Gives me the heebies and the jeebies. Yeah. Now, Keelan, you're our Microsoft guy. How do you feel about this? Where do you think Starfield... Look, Redfall, sure. I, I don't... That's definitely the secondary point of this. Starfield is a big one. Starfield is meant to be the home run. What do you feel? How are you feeling about this? I don't know. I feel like I'm still in a state of disbelief that we were going to get Starfield this year to begin with yeah. at all. Like every time I'm like, November 22, that's like this year. What? Like that That can't be right. But we talked about Starfield a little bit more a few episodes ago. And if you want to hear, hear any of our past episodes or on Spotify and iTunes. Um, and we mentioned like we haven't really, for a game that's coming out in November, we should have seen proper trailers we've had like for like kind of like this is flavor trailers so far this is how they they do their marketing this is how bethesda's always done their marketing they'll release a gameplay trailer like a few months out from release and that's when they actually showcase it they've done it for 10 plus years um but i said last time that i don't have a lot of faith in bethesda softworks anymore because of their past track record it's not it's not something that I that brings me any great pleasure because I love their games. I love the formula that they have. Like it's it really works for me. It's one of my favorite types of games. But they just have not stuck the landing with the last two games that they've released. And that's been over like a great span of time. 2015's yes. Fallout 4 and what is it 2018 or yeah, 2018's uh Fallout 76. Those games were not great. Um, in comparison to their previous games. Um, And it got me thinking after we said that last time, Jesse, is that because their formula is just, it's worn out now? Or is it because they have just not put the same amount of effort and energy into those games as they did previous games? I don't know which it is. Could be a bit of both. This is my controversial point. Okay, I'm going to get a lot of hatred from you or you, everyone. Don't really care. I do care. Love me. I need it. (laughs) <laughs> but there's the sticks to their own model and they don't move from it because Skyrim is a fantastic game but it is worshipped in a way where a lot of legitimate concerns people have about the game legitimate complaints are pushed under the table because it, it needs to be the game it is held up to high, to high regard it is a brilliant game it did so much at the time but it had it had some legitimate flaws. I just think they kind of they drank their own bathwater on it. They heard nothing but the hype over it, and they're like, "No, this is the model. This is what everyone else should be doing. Why should we change?" And they've tried to they've, they have made the same game over and over again, 
without looking at the issues because people ignore the issues. Mm. People are happy to just whitewash over the issues. The last time they did get some backlash was Fallout 76, but that wasn't even for the, you know, Bethesda issues. That was because they tried to do something a little... That didn't quite work. It was more than the multiplayer aspect of it that didn't work. The online functionality didn't work. Um, everything else people were fine with. Like, yeah, use the same engine. That's fine. We are starting to see that turn a little bit. I don't think we're going to see the benefits of the Microsoft slash Bethesda partnership for a while to come. I think we may start to see that on Elder... Elder I was going to say Elden Ring 6. <laughs> <sighs> Elder Scrolls 6. Um, because Starfield was very much into development before this deal happened. Mm. I, I think this is going to have a lot of um, Bethesda DNA in it. And it could have been one of those things where Microsoft's saying, hey, you're making a very Bethesda game right now. We need to be a little bit Microsoft. Delay it. That's what I was going to say. I wouldn't be surprised. Though. I mean, it, it's mm. it's hard to figure out whether they were just like at a point where they would release their, their games normally with, with all their Bethesda-isms, you know, like their... The, the, the glitches and their everything like that they usually come with that when they re- re- are released but it makes me wonder whether it wasn't even up to that standard and that's why they delayed it or they looked at it and were like yeah okay we need to improve upon what people have said about us in the past i don't know which one it is i think personally this like probably could have been the last game that could have come out with all of the Bethesda-isms and people would have let it slide because being like, oh yeah, like, you know it's been in development for a while Uh, they've only, like, Bethesda have only really recently been acquired by Microsoft Microsoft haven't had enough time to intervene and change things the way they want and blah 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 blah, so I reckon people would have made excuses for it had it come out as a Bethesda game um but now, now that it's being pushed back by another year, I reckon the expectations are going to be higher. There is going to be a, a lot less forgiveness in terms of bugs and weird glitches and poor texture mappings and stuff like that. I think there's multiple things at work here where, like, look, we, we're definitely not out of COVID the effects of COVID still being felt. We mm. we mentioned this last year where, hey, there's going to be a lot of delays. COVID really did change and, and, and stop the world for basically two years. Uh, we're still feeling the effects of that. So yeah, a, a lot of this would come down to that. Not just that, but I think a lot of it could be attributed to it. But also when it comes to the public bash- backlash, I think the backlash to Cyberpunk 2077 changed the landscape so much where now people are more informed and to to a degree some people probably swung too far the other way i've seen people saying oh if you need another six months that's what cyberpunk needed and that game wasn't fixed i'm canceling my pre-order i'm panicking i'm out Mm. i think people have also swung there is no reality that gamers live in anymore no absolutely not there's no middle ground there's no gray area it's either this or that it's either gonna be the best game ever or it's gonna be absolute disaster it can be in the middle yeah and that's the thing as well. Like, I think you're right in saying that, like, Cyberpunk did change the landscape and how people perceive these delays and things like that. Because most of the time, if a game got delayed, what people what do people do? They fucking quote Shigeru Miyamoto all over the place. All over the place. What a bad quote. It's an excellent quote. But as Mara's an Nintendo fanboy, I'm sick quote. of seeing it. 
All right. Yeah, look, that's <laughs> taken out of stop. context anyway. So exactly, that, is, yeah. that was made in the nineties. It's no exactly. longer relevant. Um, exactly. So, you know, there's one thing you, you guys say a lot about, like you know, Bethesdaisms and like that kind of stuff. Like every single major game developer that is popular today has huge issues, like technical gameplay. Otherwise, every single <laughs> one. Some of the, the the best game that I've played in the last twenty years. Elden Ring has massive issues. I get I got a huge stutter today and it killed me. Like it's so frustrating, but the game itself is so good that you can look past it. That's what happened I with think... Skyrim. And that's mm, what yeah. you know I guess Bethesda would be hoping would happen with a game like El- um what is it called? I don't oh, remember. Elden Ring Star, Star something. <laughs> Starfield, Starfield. <laughs> and, and that's what they would hope would happen with it. It is so good that people can look past the Bethesda jank, but like I don't know, man. I think there's a bit of a difference though, because like speaking of like Bethesda games that I, I put a lot of time into, if I'm comparing the calls and the mechanics and gameplay and just the, the general vibe and feel of the game, there isn't much change between an Oblivion and a Fallout Four. But when I look at like um, uh, a from soft game there is a lot a lot has changed they've made some major changes from you know your dark Souls series to your Elden ring i've seen that studio has changed their formula they've got their same dna and you expect that naughty dogs naughty dog games are going to feel like a naughty dog game insomniac games are going to feel like an insomniac game and you want that but you also want to see them, ch- them add and tweak and mold around that basic framework and i don't think that Bethesda has done that. I think it's one of the reasons why this partnership in the long term, you know, five, ten years from now, is going to be so vital because Microsoft knows how to sort of push them in the right direction. They need, they need almost like, like a better term, a boss to tell them what to do, to use their skills and their, what makes them special. You know, put that out properly. In the same way that we spoke about a few weeks ago, I would love if Sony, you know, if they are going to acquire Square Enix, I don't think it's a bad thing because Square's been sort of fumbling the ball a fair bit lately. I think they need a bit of direction. Mm. Or they, they need somebody somebody else to take care of some of the stuff while that they I, don't want anymore. They can focus more. While I disagree with you about the games not being fundamentally different, I think they are. The, the means to interact with the world is just generally different between a Fallout and a, um, an Elder Scrolls game. Um, not to mention the setting and aesthetic. But... I 100% yeah. agree with I mean, you I mean, about yeah. having a, a, a body holding Bethesda accountable for making improvements. I think that's going to help things, and this year is certainly going to help Starfield. Well, mm. speaking of this year, these delays have made the uh, the Xbox cupboard is bare. So, 2022, last year we, we sort of ended, ended the year with Forza and, and Halo, and... Um, Psychonauts as well. Some great games toward the latter end of the year oh, um, yeah. for, for Microsoft. This year with... Uh, Star- I'm like, Starfuckers? No, that was, that's a Ninja Nails song. Starfield and Redfall push back. The games that I can see that are of note are Ark 2, Scorn, and Somerville. Somerville. They, I mean, look, Ark 2, yes. Vin Diesel's um, Ark 2, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Game of the year. But then on top of that, We've heard barely anything. <laughs> and again, we have a showcase in a month's time, so this could become obsolete pretty quickly. 
We've not seen much of Fable. We've not seen much of Hellblade. State of Decay 3, Perfect Dark, and Everwild are all having issues. Apparently, some of them have been, quote, in development hell. It's not... It's Obviously, I'm not too worried about it. These things will come good. But if you're somebody who has picked up a an Xbox... For the Game Pass, because that's their, their Game Pass machines. Fantastic. You get you get an amazing back catalog and still Game Pass is the best deal in history. But if you want to play the upcoming, you know, next-gen games, you're sort of out in the cold this year. Compared to PlayStation, and again, these could be delayed, but at the time of recording, these are still coming out this year. God of War Ragnarok, Forspoken, and Stray. And look, there's a good chance PSVR 2 will launch possibly this year. I've got, I've got a weird feeling it could launch in the year. Um, and that could have, you know, a whole slew of launch titles, including the um, that Horizon Call of the Mountain game. It's the bit much. There's nothing they can do about it, but it, it's a, not a great position for, for Xbox and Xbox fans and players. We can't forget about Overwatch um, to be in. You know? I would rather. I watched <laughs> true. I, I, I saw an interesting tweet about this, and I completely agree about it. Look development and all that aside, Overwatch is actually it is a fucking great game. It is addictive. It, it works well. Just mechanically, it is a solid, fun game. But this does not feel like a sequel at all. No. This should have been called yeah. Chapter 2, like That's, Fortnite. Yeah. Season 2. Because I would have been set expectations. There, season 2. That would have been fine. And it, it would have been, what, like six years between seasons. But cool. Set that precedent going forward and then maybe start rolling out a new season every two years or something like that. That's cool. This does not feel like a sequel, but... No, another uh, story for another day. Yeah. yeah. Um, look. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts on the Xbox dirge of games, um, at the in the latter end of 2022. But for once, guys, we are breaking news <gasps> on a podcast that releases on iTunes and Spotify days later. So I guess you'd all have <laughs> heard about this. Breaking <laughs> to some to be in. But if you were listening to, if you were watching us on twitch.tv forward slash slow mode, A-U-S, like and subscribe, you may be hearing this for the first time. You know the PlayStation um, Plus changes? Yeah. We just got our games list, baby. Ooh. I'm going to read through some highlights because I am pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. Now, look, give me some time to read through this properly and maybe my, my, uh, Pleasant surpriseness will go. But just having a look through monthly games, the PS4 and PS5 catalog. We've got Bloodborne, Concrete Genie, Days Gone. A lot of games that you would expect. Death Stranding. Uh, Keelan, a lot of this is going to appeal to you as somebody who's just got, you know, on, onto the PS5. Uh, we've got Medieval, Matterfall, Re- uh, Resogun. Hell How's yeah, Resogun. Oh, talking about that last week. Yeah. Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, Last Guardian, Last of Us Remastered, Left Behind. Uh, Uncharted, uh, the Nathan Drake collection, and Uncharted 4, Wipeout Omega collection, Infamous Second Son, Infamous First Light, Gravity Rush, Everybody's Golf, Gravity Rush, Destruction yeah. All Stars, baby, <laughs> uh, Demon Soul, I think I already mentioned that. It's a, a solid list. And then from the third party partners, we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Celeste, City Skylines, Control, Dead Cells, wow. um, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Out of Wilds, Red Dead 2, Resident Evil, Soul Calibur, and then the classic games. This is where I get really excited. PlayStation Studios. Um, These are the PSP games as well. Ape Escape, Hot Shots, Golf, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable. 
Uh, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, Worms Armageddon. These are the PSP games that are coming out. Oh, right, right. Then the remastered games. And oh my God, I you're going to be able to hear why I'm so happy. Ape Escape 2, um, Ark the Lad, Dark Cloud 1 and 2, Fantavision, Hot Shot Centers, Jack 2, <gasps> Jack 3, Jack X, and Jack and Dax are the precursor motherfucking legacy. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Hells yes. Um, a game that I'm very excited to see here, Siren. Like the horror game Siren. Mm, okay. Oh. Um, Bioshock Remastered, Bulletstorm, hells yeah. Uh, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and then some of the PS3 games. These will be via streaming, so who knows how that's going to work in Australia. Mm. Um, we'll probably be talking about this in a bit more detail next week. Resistance 3, Tokyo Jungle, Ratchet & Clank Quest for Booty, Kraken Time, and Into the Nexus. Motorstorm, Infamous, uh, Ico, Hot Shots Golf again, Crash Commando, Azura's Wrath, Devil May Cry HD Collection, Fear, Lost Planet 2, Red Dead Redemption Under Nightmare, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. Um, and then there'll also be some game trials that are going up. We've got um, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection and Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk 2077, Farming Simulator 2022, Tina Ta- T- T- Tina Tiny's <laughs> Wonderland, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, and WWE 2K22. I will admit, that list has me pretty pumped. That that's, is exciting. That's pretty solid. And someone who um, isn't- and apologies for just rattling out a bunch of names. You probably didn't hear that, but you know what? You did. And I get to talk about Jack and Dexter very, very briefly. That's a happy man. Look, as someone who isn't a huge Sony fan, and I was probably a bit more hesitant of this announcement than perhaps you were, Jesse, I am pleasantly surprised by this. I'm like, Damn, I will say I pretty. I was probably more the most hesitant one here because I want this to be good. I need this to be good because I have so much invested in. Like I, I don't care for you know console affiliation and stuff like that. But because I know these games. Yeah, yeah, true. And I want to be able to replay them, but I want to be replaying them the right way. Now, again, mind you, this could develop further over the next few days as we understand uh, exactly what all this means. Not quite sure what this means in Australia because a lot of that will come down to streaming and all that type of stuff. But yeah. Was Sony waiting for a uh, some bad Microsoft news to drop, and then they're like, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah. Wait for it. Wait it for it. Kind of feels like that. Um, but yeah, we'll, maybe we'll discuss it a little bit more next week. I am pleasantly surprised, and I'm very happy for you, Keelan. Okay, I think it's going to be an easy way for you to play a few games. I know you've been kind of keen on playing. I think I've, I already own most of the games that I want, but there's some PS2 games on there that look real interesting. So now you don't have to get it. Good. Oh, you still get a PS2. I'll just continue to cry my slight of tears in the corner. Now, um, let's move from exciting, exciting news to um, Gotham Knights. <laughs> we got to see cop that uh, Warner Bros. dropped Gotham Knights gameplay footage. Now this game has. Um, also been announced for next-gen consoles only, and I'll get your thoughts on that in a moment, but we got to see some gameplay footage. Uh, Felix, you've been kind of, ha- you've had your eye on this game for a little bit. Yeah, man. What did this trailer and gameplay footage, um, how did it speak to you? Look, I will, I'll give you some, some context. I was the guy who bought Marvel's Avengers, like day one. So sorry. And I, I thanks for your condolences, appreciate it. I... <laughs> I did play that game, and I really um, played it. Uh, <laughs> and look, I'm getting similar energy, and that is 
questionable, yeah. you know? That's a big thing to say, to be honest. But I played Miles Avengers through to, like, the Black Panther expansion, which was, like, you know, a fair while after release. I played it consistently because I enjoyed the combat so much. And I also really love the Arkham games. I think they are some of the best that just gaming has ever produced. I think they're fantastic. Um, and I was hoping going into Gotham Knights that it would be to the same level. And watching this gaming showcase, or the, the, the gameplay showcase, I should say, it's it just looks like it's trying really, really hard to be something that it just isn't good to be. Um, it, it that Arkham style seems I don't know it seems missing to me. Mm. Well, I, I I wanted this game to learn lessons from Avengers mm. and to take the best parts of the Arkham formula and take them forward. Exactly. Instead, it's learned nothing from Avengers and taken the worst parts of of generic. It's taken the most generic parts of superhero games. I know. Like the first thing a game the gameplay footage shows you, and when I think of good sort of first look gameplay. Um, for superhero games, I think of Insomniac Spider-Man. And they show you those big cinematic, you know, you're swinging through the city on a helicopter that's carrying a crane for some reason. It's all happening. Explosions. It looks amazing. You get hype. In this, the first bit of gameplay they show in this trailer is you protecting some sort of box from being hacked. You know those really stupid filler missions in superhero games where something's being hacked or something's being attacked and you have to wait for a timer to count down. It's just a waste of time and they're very, very tedious. That is what they wanted to put first and foremost in front of you. Don't forget Nightwing flying in on his Fortnite glider as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hells, if he can... can, um, Oh, what's that dance called? Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> just what's floss. that dance Flossing. Oh my God. I literally became a dad. <laughs> um, now, okay. So the trailer, to break down the trailer a little bit, we see Nightwing and Red Wing in action. That's two of the four playable characters. Um, with the heroic get ways of getting around. Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> what was that? Um, so we get to see how they fight and then we get to see a, a second mission, which is infiltrating the... A court of owls, who are the villains in this game, um, actually, and actually look pretty interesting. Uh, we get to see one of their sort of hideouts being infiltrated in different ways by the two characters. But so we see Nightwing fights very much like Spider-Man, being an acrobat makes a lot of sense. Um, and Red Wing, kind of a, a ranged character, uh, a lot of guns, um, kind of seems to fight Red a little Hood. bit like um, Red Hood. Sorry, Jesse. yeah, Red Hood. What? Yeah. He's like the buffest dude, and he just He's stands back built. shooting people. <laughs> he know. looks like he should it's... be squashing Which... faces with his fists. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here, but in the comics and, and other sources he's been in, doesn't he, he like smash motherfuckers yes. with a crowbar because that's what happened yes. to him? Yeah. So, like, isn't that his point? He yeah. is a bruiser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is something- Instead he has magical farts. Mm. <laughs> So this is something that I, I I noticed and was thinking, like, what the hell? Because they sort of say, like, oh, you know, he can take a hit a bit better because he's clearly the tanky character. He looks right. tanky as hell. The dude is buff. Like, that is not the sort of man you want to pick a fight with. And yet he stands there shooting guns, and I'm like, give him a mix-up at least. At least have an alternative move set which involves a melee weapon. Even if it is just him punching dudes in the face, like the whatever, only that's fine. The reason I can see for that being the case is who are the other two characters you can play as in this? Batgirl, Batgirl and then Robin, which is Damian Wayne. Yeah. 
Neither of them are going to be bruises, are they? They're not going to be your big brawl types. No. Who's the tank? Who's the tank in this? It'll it would be, be Red, Red Hood. Hood yeah. yeah, exactly. It should be Red Hood. So why would you make him sort of your range character? It, it, it seems like an odd choice, but look, we'll get into a moment. I don't think which character you pick is going to matter at all. I don't think it will, no. <laughs> Keelan, you had a few thoughts pre-show about the movement of this game. Oh my God. So... <laughs> you know it's like when it's like when Kim's like my, my god, god. <laughs> oh, it's it, it's weird it, it feels look i don't like being so mean to it but it looks like a like a ps2 game like um you don't see this kind of like animation in combat anymore no um, the, the the thing that i thought when i saw this game after watching the animation watching how the combat sort of plays out Man, this would have been amazing if it came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. It, it does a thing that games haven't done for a very, 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 very long time. Um, and even then, it wasn't. It was like sort of your movie tie-in games. It was like your X-Men Last Stands would do this, where you attacked an enemy, and the game would shift your character's body to fit a sort of box mm. in order for that animation to play out. So you see, um, oh, what's what's his name? Nightwing. Blue Man, whatever. It doesn't even matter anymore. The names don't matter. Nightwing. The blue one. Nightwing. The blue one. You see him slide a lot. So he's doing some flips and stuff. You see they've gone for a very Spider-Man, like Insomniac Spider-Man kind of vibe to him where he's doing backflips and stuff, which is pretty cool. But when he goes for a punch or a kick, his body slides on the ground to you know, put him dead center in front of the character he's attacking to do a kick or, 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 or flip or whatever. Um, and that just felt it's bad. It feels a little bit undercooked. It looks like a uh, an independent professional wrestling show from 2018. It's just like a whole <laughs> bunch of flips and nothing's really connecting. Like it looks weird. Yeah, and it, a similar thing happened. You know, in Arkham, the Arkham games, you do have that thing where Batman kind of like flips halfway Glides. across the room and like glides across to people. But at least he looks like he's pulling it off. And, and yeah, I, you see yeah. Red Red Hood later on, and he's just he's just rolling on the ground, and he like he misses a few hits, like he just swings it through the air, and I'm like, was this your first take of this combat <laughs> section? <laughs> it's your first night out. I'm like, did you? He miss? just he just got reborn. <laughs> yeah. He just came back, and he's like, I'm rough, man. I just died. <laughs> he's missing, and he's rolling into nowhere, and I'm like, what the heck? I just found two guns. I can't even fight a crowbar. <laughs> yeah. Muscles of atrophy that I can't fight. It was just it was um, just really weird because like. Uh, I actually saw a comment which I made perfect sense to me, and someone was like, "This looks like a really high quality mobile game." It doesn't. Yes, look- that's, that, that's what I saw because of that's rough. the way. Even though they came out, and look, I may be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure when this game first got announced, they said there's going to be no microtransaction, and that was one of the things that I was like, "Okay, I'm interested in this." Yeah, yeah, I think they it did. It seems absolutely optimal. It has been optimized. I mean, there is a pre-order bonus. Pre-order now that's, and get a bonus that's not skin. Necessarily, that, that's but that's, that's not a good fair, indicator that it's going to be. To be fair, be though, most games have that nowadays. Still not like, a fan. Not cool. Oh, you're not a fan. Yeah, fair, fair enough. But that that is pretty much the norm nowadays. Just to get you know, doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a different it's a different thing though. Um, one thing I hate about this, and we'll, we'll get actually let's get into the second half of the trailer before I really lay into it. Um, so we see. I'm going to this Court of Owls uh, hideout. Uh, and we, you get to see it played from two different angles. So 
Uh, Nightwing is a bit more stealth, whereas Red Wing slash Red Hood is... I don't know, they kind of skip a part, to be honest. They, they, they skip the part that's meant to look different, and they go straight to a fight, and you get to see them fight a little bit different. Anyway, now Nightwing. You're in a stealth game. I love stealth games. I'm a big fan of stealth games, okay? Because I'm a coward. I like to hide in shadows, and take people out one by one, and then you leave the last person all you know, terrified, and you get that little power trip, because I don't really have that in real life. So I like stealth games. The thing is, with stealth games, and being stealthy in general, you want to be quiet. Maybe Nightwing shouldn't have worn his goddamn gimp suit that squeaks while he crouches. My God, yeah. Because if you watch that trailer again and turn the volume up a little bit, or you yeah. <laughs> his little vinyl pants rubbing up against each other. You can, oh my God. Unless that court of owls base is full of rats <laughs> and people are just numb to the sounds of squeaking, then he would have had a bullet in his head. But hey, that's just me. Now in this, we're going to see a few more of uh, Nightwing's moves. He's got some elemental moves, like, because he's got, like, magical sticks, I assume. Mm. Uh, and he hits people with them, and they turn to ice. All right, cool. Again, very basic. Again, I'm getting X-Men PS2 game vibes when I was playing with Man. And then you get to the end, and there's, like, a, a, a boss fight. You fight You fight a few Court of Owls. You fight a few of the Owls, which seem to fight in the same way. They spray themselves with green gas that's never explained. Uh, and then, you know, he fights them, and then the voiceover is like the voiceover who sounded very disinterested with his own game at oh, some times. Oh God, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can put a grenade on them, blow it up. That's that's a bloody time that one. <laughs> okay, buddy, shit, you sound hungover. Um, you get to see that whole area played um, by by Red Hood, and they say, you know, now now it's time to see the play from a different point of view, different angle. You expect a completely different type of gameplay again. Even if he's using a gun, you expect him maybe he uses like a sniper rifle, a non-lethal one, from miles away and he clears out the place or, or whatever. But they skip just through the fight and he just fights in the same way that he did before, but he's solo now. And then he, you fight a boss that didn't seem like anything special. All the villains seemed a little bit generic. There and was, then it ended. You, you, there was you some- missed- Sorry, Sai, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, there was a weird cut during the boss fight where, like, if you noticed, his health pool was really small. He only had a little bit of health left and was really in danger. And then it cut to him having full health again. And it was a few seconds later. And I'm like, what is... Did you lose and had to re-record or like what what happened there? Oh, yes, there was a really part he was in his ass kicked and there was like a skip and like, oh. Yeah, right. I was like, what? <laughs> Shit, you're right. Just take one. It's so <laughs> weird. So th- Sorry, there's Kim, a, what part do we miss? There's an element of uh, the gameplay in the, the Nightwing section that you kind of glossed over, but looks like it could be significant in terms of minutes spent doing. It's the Detective Vision sections. You oh, know, my yeah. God. Everybody's favorite yeah, uh, use detective yeah. vision. Find it's spilled that bullshit, blood. Like you know, track the blood. Find ugh. the electrical cable. Follow the cable. Push the button at the end of the cable. Some something that I hated about um, Forbidden West. Sorry, Jesse. But well, no, it, it's that, bo- that's actually the comparison I was going to make. It's also, boring you know, gameplay. Po- I, I didn't. Me- I'm not Aloy. You cannot like the game. It's fine. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. like I forgive you, Aloy? my son. You know, I'm not. I don't have red hair. I don't have enough hair to be honest. That's true. Um. <laughs> it's it's not. But cool. you are right. I was gonna make the comparison as well because 
it reminded me of Horizon when you scan an area and you follow the circuitry to find the power box. You turn the power box on and then your door opens. Pretty simple. Now, Horizon games, uh, that is a very, very tiny, minuscule part of the gameplay mechanics. There are other it's puzzles. Cool part. It doesn't really matter. There are exactly. other puzzles. Exactly. There's other puzzles. It's not a focus. It is just a time waste, to be honest. But this game, look, I know it's not a Batman game, World's Greatest Detective, but it's still set within that universe where you think detective powers and such. He would have taught people how to, how to be a detective. Maybe not the world's greatest, but the world's goodest, I guess. <laughs> um... And that's all they do is they scan this like, oh, the power's out. I can fucking find out when the power's out. If something in my house breaks, I can follow that power, you know, the, the, the cord to the wall and fix it sometimes. I to, maybe, sometimes I have to call an actual adult in to fix things. But I could do that just day to day. Why am I doing this in a fucking game? And even the scanning didn't make any sense. It's like, oh, there's some blood on the ground. And now I know there's an electrical box underneath it. All right, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Batman would be rolling in his grave. I but he's not also, actually for context, dead. Batman Let's, is dead in this game. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt that. Probably not, but... I mean... So... Ark, the Arkham games... In the... I'm not going to... Look, spoiler alert for the Arkham games. Arkham Origins came out a while ago. But in the Arkham games, at the end, Batman dies, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Now, the Arkham games... Uh, the new Suicide Squad game is canonically part of the Arkhamverse. It is what yeah. happens next. This game is not. No. This is its own universe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe the Batman come, having Batman come back will be a whole thing. But then are we going to have a situation where Batman's canonically dead in the actual... What are we calling it? The DCGU? <laughs> Some <laughs> gross acronym. And then we have a weird shoot-off. Is this going to be like the DC? You, DC, whatever the movies where Batman sometimes alive and sometimes there's a different Joker and there's three Jokers now, but there's also the Riddler. Is it going to become really confusing like that where people are like, Batman's dead in Gotham Knights, but he's, but then he's alive, but he's still dead in Suicide Squad. I think, I think part why of the problem. Of these, why aren't any of these games good? That's part, the confusing part. Part of the problem is that they haven't done enough to distinguish the fact that this isn't set in the same mm-hmm. universe as the Arkham games. People because are drawing... they've tried so hard to make it look like it. Yes, absolutely. And people were drawing those comparisons because, hey, the Arkham games like, were pretty fun overall. Don't get me wrong, they definitely had their flaws. But they were fun games. They were decent. And so as sort of, I guess, what kind of set the standard for superhero games because a lot of the DNA is used in the Spider-Man games as well. Um, you know, it's super easy to just go, cool, That it takes place in the same area. Like, it's the same universe. It makes sense. Cool. But they haven't specified directly, no, this is different. This is totally different. Yeah. You need to come in with a different expectation. They haven't done enough to differentiate that. And then, of course, the Suicide Squad game is probably going to come out and probably going to be really fun and pro- probably a fair bit goofy. And, and colourful and, and feel exactly. different and have its own vibe. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. And have like, a fucking talking shark in it. Yeah, exactly. And who doesn't want King Shark, right? That's good shit right there. Whereas this, it feels like they've just gone... Uh, well, we've got this jigsaw. None of the pieces quite add up. Nothing matches properly. We're just going to force this together and hope for the best. And that's kind of what we've got. When this game was first revealed, I had not high hopes. I had hopes for it. I had hopes. It looked, it looked, a, little bit, it looked a little bit interesting. I'm not a big Ar- fan of the Arkham games, but I like the vibe of having four different characters you can play as. 
and them all having very very different approaches mm-hmm. to to levels because ba- based on their their core attributes that promise is out the window and it was mm-hmm. out the window the, as soon as you see them you see um nightwing and red hood come to the top of this building to protect protect the internet box <laughs> because yeah. so nightwing flies in on his fortnite uh glider but then red hood who's been brought back by the mystic arts yeah. okay he has some some sort of soul stone bullshit going on he like literally it looks like he's fighting his his way over to um it looks like gone from Tekken 3 he's fighting his way through the sky or whatever okay on these big green platform it's bizarre but i'm thinking to myself no you mechanically they're the exact same thing you can get from point a to point b in the exact same way you fly basically why wouldn't you make me play that different? Why would wouldn't you make, give like Red Hood like a grappling hook? Like, hey, that's that's something Batman. I think Batman grappling hook. So Bad Girl will have the grappling hook. They had to come up with something yeah. different. Yeah, and Red then Hood. there's oh, but it's, it, 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 no, I, she'll have she'll probably have her own Fortnite glider as well <laughs> because I think um, Nightwing had a a hook as well because there was some part where he was oh, swinging. Yeah. But but then there's, I, I, Jesse, there's like the bike too, and like. Oh my god! Why would you ride the bike if you can fly? Like, there's no, like that doesn't make sense. Bikes are cool, bruh. (laughs) But that that bike. Also, sorry, the part of the bike, the camera angle was made me feel sick because it's too low. You couldn't actually. You're chasing after a van, and Red Hood's gigantic (laughs) zombified head is in front of the uh, the van you're chasing. What? what? Like, surely you, um, you could tweak that or whatever, but just. As a display, as, as a gameplay trailer, that felt odd. It was that through line that you were saying earlier. They're just taking the worst parts of those open world superhero games, like those stupid like things in Spider-Man where those random crimes would happen and you'd be like, oh, I have to mm. like, go like, knock out this truck over and over again. They showed that in, the, in this one. You're driving up alongside yeah. that. Could you imagine if Insomniac showed that as like their core trailer? Yeah. Like, hey, this is exactly. our gameplay footage. Oh, stop a bank robber. Yeah, Ooh. you'd be like, mm, can you stop? It, it, it just crushes momentum. And then when it comes down to the customization of each character, sure, the skins look cool. Some of the outfits looks pretty cool. And I'll, there'll be some really deep um, uh, deep cut from comics. And I think I think a lot of the fans will appreciate that. But all you're doing, you have, you know, very basic you know, stamina, power, defense, blah, blah, blah. All you're doing is finding which one gives you green numbers because that will make you better. Yeah. I was under the impression you're going to find different parts. You're going to have different gauntlets, uh, different capes, different cows and stuff like that. And they would all have different attributes and stuff and they all link together. Again, I'm going to link everything back to Elden Ring, but that's got a really complex um, and deep customization um, mechanic where things will affect other things. So it's not just a case of getting all the most powerful armor on yourself you need to make sure that everything works in tandem i was really hoping for that there mm. and everyone could have their own slightly different play style but it's literally just find what has the stronger power and stronger armor and then er- those attributes will carry over to every single character so it's like well, well why would i play with anyone else it's just really well, the only choice you're making is do i want to use you know guns or do i want to use these magical ice sticks or whatever they are the the differentiators between these four characters, which would have been this game's strongest attribute, is gone. Yeah. And that is baffling to me. Yeah. 
Because that's the only thing that made this game interesting. Now it's just... I mean... Nothing. There is one thing I'm, I'm interested about finding out in this game. And that is why do the characters walk around like they've got diapers filled with shit in them? Because they have. They've shit their pants, <laughs> they, they They look like they have shit themselves. And it concerns me slightly. Also, during the, the safe house walk around thing, Ooh. why on earth... Why on earth is Dick Grayson walking around like he's about to start a fight with a gorilla? I like how Simon's audio is completely cut on my end. It's, so it's, I know he's in on a good rant here. It's uh, he's, he's, he's cut. He he's cut. Gone. He's absolutely gone. I can't believe Nightwing we'll killed know. him. <laughs> yeah, they like, We'll never know. Simon's absolutely right. Uh, Red Hood definitely shat his pants while he's flying over to the top of that building. <laughs> no, I think, no, Simon, Simon, you make a really good point. Monster Hunter was a good film and it was mm. underrated. <laughs> Simon, I'm glad you've really come around to this. What's that? You put it in a pre-order for Gotham Knights. I think, <laughs> I actually didn't mind the, the 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 hub. So you have the Belfry, where you go, and that's kind of like where you have your back computer because Batman was a massive pervert who committed a lot of crimes. Yeah. Um, but you can spy on the whole city, and you can progress the story from there. I like that. I always like when games have a cool hub, and I that I, I quite like the the vibe of that. And I think I'm hoping this game's well acted. This game could possibly have a really Good storyline. I'm very intrigued by the Court of Owls, despite the fact that they don't fight very well. They look incredible. I love that mask. Oh, it's I, beautiful. I did want to say, I, I have my comic here of the Court of Owls, right? I'm a big Batman fan, reading the comics, and the Court of Owls is probably my favorite Batman story because it is so just rooted in real-life fear of being controlled by a, a society or being controlled by somebody. And having your freedom taken away. The Court of Owls is like this secret society that uh, has ruled Gotham for generations. And something that really upset me about that trailer was that little... They had a little um, dialogue interaction between Red Hood and Nightwing in that, in that safe house. And the dialogue there, I was just like... It, it was just so nothing to me. The getting away with murders for centuries thing? Yeah, well, like, they have, they mentioned the poem um, at some point in that trailer, which is the strongest part of the comic is... Um, yeah, I thought they were going to read that out. Yeah, it was going to be, like, so creepy at the end. Or, but they just like, Is there it. a head owl? Like, is there a main owl or is the whole point that they are sort of legion? Like They're, they're kind of like a, I don't know what you'd call it, like a, a board of members. And they have soldiers called... It would called, have been so good. They have soldiers called Talons. Who uh, yeah, are that's um, yeah, and I mean I don't know I won't I won't spoil the the Court of Owls storyline, but there is some stuff involving Batman disappearing, and then he he you know things happen. With Batman he comes back. Uh, yeah, Batman never truly stays dead, right? But um, there are things that involve Batman heavily in the Court of Owls storyline, and and the other um of the other members of the Bat family. So I'm just hoping they don't butcher that storyline. It's one of my favorites. Can can I say most, just about this game as a whole? Um, especially after getting some of that story context, because that is really compelling. That is very interesting. And I think that, well, I hope that this game is better than what they have shown us. I think they chose... The, the scenes that they showed pretty poorly um, and I feel like you could have a really compelling 
narrative alongside a co-op experience like if you can like combine those two things and just have serviceable combat that's pretty decent a decent gameplay loop and and decent um, mechanics to traverse the world like you could have a game that is like not bad and also better than avengers like that's my the thoughts goal. That's the, the combat goal. that's the target better than avengers it's not that hard my, my, my <laughs> hope for the co-op was immediately gone the moment i saw them do the um the uh, double takedown so you can do like a co-op mm-hmm. takedown so you see red hood mm. and nightwing work together but they don't work in concert with each other they just do separate moves so you see um red hood just elbows the guy in the face a bunch of times then pushes him towards nightwing does a flip over him and, 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 and hits him across the head with a stick i hope they so that does it better Crime resolved they, they could have done those things <laughs> they could have done those things separately yeah. There was no communication and teamwork. It didn't feel good. And it also felt really weird. Why were you only shooting two, two characters? Your game's about the co-op. Your game's about the crew. Show us the fucking crew. What are you doing? Show us if you're playing don't, together don't, or something. Don't hide that. That's your biggest strength. If, like, the Suicide Squad, like, we see gameplay footage of Suicide Squad, and we only see Boomerang, for example, bit of a missed opportunity. You want to watch? You you want a team? You want a squad? Um, just before we wrap up as well, I think a really disappointing thing is, and I, I understand people who get very excited when when they come and say, "Hey, this game's for, for quote unquote next gen, current gen only," because like, hey, this will make the game better. They'll, they'll they will use the full technological might of these new consoles, but that's not the case, especially here. Nothing about this looked strictly next gen. Nothing about there was nothing about it. This looked like a game that could have run on the PS3, unfortunately. And I'm not saying harsh yet, just because I expected more from it. And maybe next trailers and stuff will look better and we'll get more and blah blah blah. But at this point, from what we've been given, this is sort of I think it's a fair assessment. It looked like a PS3 game. It ran like a PS3 game. Mm. Some of the particle effects are pretty decent, but okay, cool. I've seen better. There's no reason for this to be purely next gen. I think. Their next gen, their, sorry, their last gen version. Sorry, I think their last gen versions look real bad, mm. and they had to scrap them. This isn't a, a thing of, hey, we want to make this for the the best technology available. We want to make this the best experience possible. It was like, nah, we we're pretty behind the eight ball. The PS5 version is going to be the PS4 version. Yeah, to be honest, it, it's again Jesse, and, one of those situations um, like Cyberpunk, where they realize like, uh, PS4 base and Xbox One base, like we're not going to be able to pull this game off. At a decent level of performance, that's that's I can almost I'll bet money that that's what happened. Plus, by the time this comes out, it's going to be almost two years since these new consoles dropped. I think maybe in a normal, under normal circumstances, everyone who would want these new consoles would have them, um, as we had in the last generation. So, having a purely quote unquote next gen version being the only version would make sense. However, with COVID and and yeah chip shortages and all that type of stuff people are still struggling to get their hands in this and i think it's if you can release your game on last gen please do it do it because you know sell more copies more people get to play it there's the weird gatekeeper bullshit has has reared its head a lot because of this game people like you know oh no games should be made for last gen that's why it's last gen blah 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 no the more people can get their hands on a game, the better. 100%. That's always the case. And I was... Always the case. more people playing a game, the better. I was really upset when they announced that they'd cancelled the last-gen versions. I was planning on playing through it with my friend, uh, who 
hasn't got his PS5 yet. So it's it's just like, well, I guess we just can't play it now. We'll have to pick something different, which really sucks. It's just like, you have to understand that like the PS5 is, it is a, a real privilege to be able to have one right now. Yeah. And you're kind of just throwing it in the face of, majority of people will want to play it on the last gen. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's being forgotten by a lot of people, but um, uh, from what we can see, maybe they're not missing out too much. Well, just uh, I, I was very. This game, if the dictionary had, you know, the definition for the, for the term meh, it could just have the Gotham Knight key art in it. It's the shoulder because this is just a game. I'm just like, eh, whatever, whatever. Um, I think Simon's well and truly been killed by Red Hood. Um, Court of so Owls we should wrap up here. Yeah. The Court of Owls got him. <gasps> Shit. Well, speaking of Court of Owls, this episode was an absolute hoot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Um, if you want to hear more of my shit, shit puns, you can. Spot up on iTunes. Subscribe. Give us a review. Uh, just search for Story Mode AVDM Podcast. Or you can also search for our other show, Love Letters, all on the same channel. I interview somebody about a game that's very important to them. Felix, I think you'll be on an episode very soon. We'll discuss that. Mm, I wonder which game I'll talk about. You will about. be on an episode soon. I'm going to force you. Okay. Oh, don't tell me. Don't keep, <laughs> keep me surprised. Um, as always, a big thank you to Fan Critical, the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Make sure you check out their shows as well. If you want to keep up to date with all your gaming news, you can also check out some reviews from Felix. StoryModeGaming.com is a place to be. We're, of course, on social media, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at StoryModeAUS. Or of course, on Twitch, we can watch our podcast be recorded live, sometimes with audio issues, sometimes with visual issues, sometimes we get rid of Simon altogether. That's also at Storyboard AUS. You can see us play a bunch of different games. We're playing Subliminal lately. Uh, subliminal, Superliminal. Uh, AFL Evolution 2, we've got a weekly match of the round stream, which is a, a hoot. Um... Plus, you can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Jesse Spanner. Simon, that's SI421, SI421. And Felix is at Nichols Fe- underscore Felix. So drop us a line. Now, I don't know if these other two have completely cut out or not because my camera's stuffed up again. I'm here. But if they have, to hell with them, I say. Yeah, yeah they're great. <laughs> uh, but if you guys can hear me, Thanks for joining in. Felix, absolute pleasure. I think you absolutely nailed your first episode. You definitely have me on a few more of these. Please have me back. Uh, Good stuff. And for anyone listening at home, I hope you had fun with that one. I hope if, you know, if you're looking forward to Gotham Knights, awesome. Tell us about it. Jump on social media, tell us we're wrong. Um, but in the meantime, stay safe, play some games, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.